Welcome to the Healing Hearts Podcast with Julie and Sarai, your go-to source for all things dating and relationships. Join us as we explore the intricacies of love, share insightful stories, and offer practical tips to enhance your romantic journey. Whether you're single, in a relationship, or somewhere in between, we're here to provide guidance, inspiration, and a fresh perspective. Get ready to embark on a transformative adventure of love and connection. Let's get started. Hey, Julie, what attachment style do you think I am? Ooh, I think you're avoidant attachment. (laughs) Why? It's nothing wrong with being avoidant. Well, you like your independence. Um, You're often uncomfortable with like intimacy. And you're, well, as far as, maybe, maybe you would be more comfortable with like casual sex and not more of a, you know, serious relationship sex. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't know there was a difference between casual sex and serious relationship sex, but okay. I hear you. I see (laughs) you. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about attachment styles and how you can sabotage your relationships sometimes because you equate your behavior to these things and how to actually, not to self-diagnose yourself, but how to use them to get you to into a healthy relationship. So, yeah. Um. What are well, you? <laughs> I I really don't even know anymore. I thought I was secure, but fine, whatever. I'm apparently avoidant. I'm just kidding. No, I actually thought that I was an anxious avoidant. And what an anxious avoidant um, attachment style is, this person is just insecure uh, of attachment and is filled with like fear of intimacy mm-hmm. and rejection. And they feel the urge to connect and be vulnerable with somebody else. Um, But they fear that close connection at the same time and being vulnerable. Um, And then they tend to push back against having that connection and that being vulnerable. So after I read Attached, it was kind of like a aha moment for me. Because I here I thought that I was just a very anxious attachment style person. And then I heard avoidant and I was like, well, I can sway both ways. (laughs) I'm fluid on it. (laughs) You're a fluid attachment style. And just to give you context of what these are, if you've never read the book or you don't know what attachment styles are. So there's uh, several attachment styles because as I mentioned that you can go from one to the next but um the main ones are being secure anxious and avoidant and then now you have your anxious avoidant your fearful fearful what was the other one fearful avoidant or something like that which equates to the anxious avoidant um the disorganized one um when you have your secure attachment style, that means that you feel comfortable with intimacy and you are usually warm and loving and you're just open to whatever in a relationship. 
the anxious one, um, anxious attachment people, they crave intimacy and are often preoccupied with the relationship and tend to worry about where their partner's um, ability to love them back is. They're mm -hmm. kind of like the, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop kind of mentality. Yeah. Like they and, assured. <laughs> and this is where like a lot of those toxic relationships start to develop because it's a very toxic mentality. Um, they have a lot of abandonment issues and they fear rejection, like there's no tomorrow. So, and then the avoidant, which apparently that's what Julie thinks I am. Oh my God, <laughs> he asked me. I mean, you know, we should have talked about it before we started the episode. <laughs> but, you know. Um, so the avoidant person, they equate intimacy with a loss of independence and they are constantly trying to minimize closeness, which yes, I see why you think. I might be an avoidant person. And I, like I said, I do feel like I can go back and forth between those two. Yeah. It's just really dependent on the type of relationship that I am experiencing. So um, what do you think about those three attachment styles? I think you said it, everything very well. Um, like the avoidant, you know, is more like the lone wolves, people that, um, you know, like you said, want to be independent. They don't need that other person and they often have trust issues. And yes. that's all of these are okay. And actually, what I wanted to tell you is that the attachment theory was developed in by John. Bowlby, I think his name is Bowlby. <laughs> um, and it was developed in the 1960s after studying um, how infants react when separated from their primary caregivers, usually their moms um, at that time. And he classified their behaviors by assigning attachment styles. So secure, anxious, avoidant, and fearful avoidant. Um, yeah, so I thought that was really interesting because I didn't know that like that it was so far back but now there's so many more attachment styles that have been developed over the years you know now that you mentioned that in the book attached they do mention that part John, of it old John yes um I totally forgot about that but they do mention that so if you haven't read the book I highly recommend that you listen or you read the book um so that you can educate yourself on more of these attachment styles. And now don't use the education to self-diagnose yourself and then use that as an excuse to excuse your behavior. Yep. But that is where you're going to sabotage yourself in relationship, which is where I've had, and I hear more from men. Well, I'm this, I'm like, mm, but are you really, are you? <laughs> and they use it as an excuse to kind of be okay with well I'm an I'm an avoidant person I told you from the very beginning my motherfucker no you're not you're just an asshole <laughs> right. well and I mean I, do people even talk about their attachment styles like on dates oh on yes they do oh wow yes they do wow 
all of this information is so out there. And that's why I guess we wanted to do this episode to just kind of educate you a little bit more on it because a lot of people are using it wrong. It's kind of um, using the word gaslighting and narcissist in the wrong context. Yep. So everybody, these are all buzzwords right now that everybody's just throwing out there and they don't really know the full context behind it. Attachment styles are supposed to help you kind of like the love languages. They're supposed to help you to, for you to develop like some cognitive sense of, hey, I'm this type of person I need to get myself to here, not to excuse the, hey, I'm an avoidant and I'm going to go out dating and I'm going to tell my date, I'm an avoidant person. I don't want you texting me all the fucking time. Yeah. So don't use the knowledge for that to be an asshole. Like, no. And then the other thing too, you kind of take the situation and the anxious person and you diagnose whatever person is across from you. Oh, you seem to be a very anxious attachment style person. I need to get away from you. Like what in the, (laughs) don't do that. Diagnose your partner. Like if you want to have a conversation about it, there's quizzes out there, online quizzes you can take to try to figure out what, what you may or may not be. Read the book attached, you know, educate yourself before you try diagnosing anybody with anything even yourself diagnose anybody i mean yeah i'm not a doctor (laughs) can you identify yourself in one of them yes but it's not a diagnosis you know what i mean no well study what do you think i am not put you on the spot because it's so hard to figure out (laughs) (laughs) i think that because you have been in a relationship for so long and it has worked for you you are in that secure state that you can communicate with your partner as far as like hey this is going on in my life and you feel secure in that space to be able to say I asked you to wash the dishes last night and you didn't do it without you feeling like you're nagging at him. You know what I mean? Like you're able to be present in that relationship and, and hold your space in that relationship without feeling like, oh, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to ruffle feathers. So I think that you might be in a secure attachment style because your relationship is working. Nope. You're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. You're right. <laughs> I'd be like, well, I don't know then. Um, then maybe that disorganized one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, that's for sure. I think my husband would tell you like, oh, was there something else on here? Like, no. <laughs> disorganized probably yes in some ways. Um, and he'd be, I'd be, he'd be the one be, no, because he just does the dishes. I don't have to say anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely secure. But do you and I have a definition of disorganized? Because I don't have the definition of the disorganized attachment style. Um let's see here. They don't regulate their emotions and avoid strong emotional attachment um, due to fear of getting hurt. Gosh, I might have been, I might have been, no. I was trying to think like in my early years, what I might have been but I think I've been secure. 
because if like if a relationship didn't work uh, you know I think I always had long relationships and I think I was pretty secure I think even though I was a people-pleasing fixer <laughs> like I'm fixing you why would you leave me why I'm pleasing you why would you leave me um that sounds more like an anxious attachment yeah but I don't feel like I ever needed to be re reassured you know well, no. I mean you're not gonna have all of these things you didn't text me why you know I don't I don't know that that was I I don't know I don't think I'd have to do a little more research. And plus there's so many others out there now. Let me go find whether what label I would have been. <laughs> Which drives me nuts. Like, oh, let me go look at the label that I could put on myself when I was, you know, in my twenties. Yeah. I think that after I've read that book, Attached, it kind of gave me context of what today's dating scene really is all about. Yeah. And you have your group of avoidance and then you have your group of anxious people and nobody is communicating to get to that secured space. Yeah. And it sounds easier than done, but it is very easy to get to the secure space. It is. I think Thanks. it just takes courage to say, like, for example, myself, if I were to identify with being avoidant, I would just have to say, I need to fix this. If I want to get myself into a relationship, I need to fix whatever issues I am facing right now that are making me feel or think that if I get myself into a relationship, I'm going to lose my independence. Right. And understand, yeah, and understanding um, can really help like in your next relationship, understanding what you are and, and maybe have tools to, you know, not do the things that you've done in the past, you know, the patterns, those patterns we always talk about, you know, not doing those things. Yeah. And in reality, you can be very fluid between all of these because it really does come down to how much work have you really done on yourself? And like, what are you really allowing those triggers to actually be? Because if you get yourself into a relationship and you haven't worked on those trust issues, then the anxious attachment is going to kick in. Or you can go and revert into avoidant and say, I'm not even going to attempt anymore because I don't want to get hurt. But what if you're, you're, you're just that type of person, um, the avoidant that, you know, you don't need someone. You don't. You're okay being by yourself. I mean, what's, is there, there's nothing wrong with that. No, but I think that what it is when it becomes like, I'm happy with being by myself, you're not closed off to everything else. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a very fine line between saying, I'm happy with where I'm at and like telling yourself the lie and really saying and, and actually being happy mm. and not pretending because you can say, if I meet somebody, 
I'm okay. If I don't, I'm okay. But there's people that lie to themselves about it. And they're like, oh, if I meet someone, it's fine. And if I don't, it's fine. But then somewhere along the line, if somebody actually shows up, they're like, oh, no, no, I, I don't want to. So what about the person who lives by themselves? They're in a relationship. It's more of a room. It's more of an emotional relationship. And they both have their own houses and they do their own things. Is that considered avoidant? I don't think so. What would you consider that? Was Maybe the, what was it called? The other one, the disorganized one? Yeah. But they, do, yeah, do, they don't, they don't regulate their emotions and avoid strong emotional um, attachment, but they're in an emotional relationship with someone. They just live in different houses. They don't, they don't want that close connection with the intimacy and all that. Wouldn't that be an avoidant and that would be okay if that's the lifestyle they want to live? Well, yeah, at the end of the day, it really comes down to whatever floats your boat. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? But I I guess what we're trying to say is at the end of the day, if it works for you, it works for you. But is it really healthy? Is it really giving you what you want? Yeah. Without like any ends, ifs, or buts. Yeah. Because when we talked about the situationships. It was, I am okay with having this. And then somebody falls in love. Yeah. And when there is emotional connection, somebody has more feelings than the other one. So at some point, one of them too is going to say, I might need more. And if you're that type of avoidance that says, mm, I'm, I'm realizing that I need more. And I, if I express what I need, I'm going to get hurt. I'm just going to pull way back and not even attempt anything further. God damn, I am an avoidant person. <laughs> I'm like, are you hearing yourself talk right now? Yeah. But you, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, totally. So, I don't know. Having all of this knowledge, I guess in my case, has been a blessing and a curse because I've been able to express certain things in certain relationships and in others, I'm still struggling on how to, but that this is what I mean. Like you can go, from one end to the next, depending on the relationship. It's like with somebody, I let's say with you, this type of relationship that we have, I can be very honest and blunt and I might even feel secure with us. Yeah. But then let's say Bob, I, I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to tell him that I, that I want to be with him, that I want this, that I want that because 
I'm going to get rejected and then it's going to, I'm going to get hurt. So I'll just, I'll stay over here in my corner. Do you know what I mean? So I guess it does depend on the relationship that you have. And um, what's that word I love? Your values. <laughs> that if you are clear on them and you are living by them, then you'll have enough reassurance in your relationship with yourself, which ultimately is reassurance that shows up with your partner. Yeah, I, I think that it, it's probably pretty hard for people that are the anxious um, style to be always wondering when that shoe's gonna drop, you know, to be in a relationship that way. If if that's the way you handle it, how do they get from, I mean, yes, awareness is great and being able to, you know, figure out what your values are and do the work that can help you in the future. But when you're, if you don't know and all you're doing is, you know, overwhelming your partner with, text messages and like oh do you love me do you love me do you love me and I'm doing everything I can for you to love me how does how do they get to that secure spot if they don't even know how to do it because they need to define what they are looking for in that relationship how do they want to be loved but off all they know is you know being that style of, you know, the attachment style of being anxious, if that's all they know, how do they, how do they move on from that? Even if you know your values, you may know your values, but you still have that in you that this, I'm just waiting for this person to cheat on me. I'm just waiting for this person to leave me. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for you know, just for him to say that he's, you know, moving to another country. Well, at that point, then you're really sabotaging everything that yeah. you're working for in that relationship because not everybody's the same. Yeah. So how do you get over that is by realizing that whatever experience you had, and we talked about this before, whatever experience you had in that past relationship, it stays in that past relationship. And you can't bring that on to this new one because it's a brand new person. And if you're going to put traits of another person into your new person, then you already fucked the relationship over. So clear your patterns, understand your patterns of what you are doing. Again, it always comes down to you and what work do you need to do? I just and think it's not like self-help or it's not like, you know what I mean? It's like, what work do you really need to do? Be honest with yourself. I think people don't know. I just, I just want to be clear. Like people don't know that. Get help. Yeah. People get just... help. If you really don't know, then get help. Yeah. Get somebody to help you to define what does it mean for me to be loved? What do I need? Do I want somebody to be texting me every five minutes? Is it realistic? No. Then let's get ourselves to a space where I think we're people, and I heard it today in a podcast, we need to separate the neediness 
or the needs and the anxiety. Mm -hmm. Separate those two words. Because if your anxiety is leading your needs, then that's why you're such an anxious attachment person. But if you have very clear, and this is why we work so much on requirements, needs, and wants. If you are clear on those, then you can haha, communicate. My favorite word. <laughs> you can communicate that to your partner and say, you know what? I would really appreciate it if you texted me. Every five minutes. <laughs> well, not every five minutes, because let's be honest, that's not realistic. But if you texted me once or twice during the day, it'll give me peace of mind. Yeah. And if your partner is not willing to do that for you, then maybe they're not the right person for you. And it's okay to let them go. And you can, oh, what's that effing word that I hate? You can compromise. You oh my gosh. An agreement. Oh my God, you're saying the word? That's you can come to an agreement that works for both of you. <laughs> Okay, that's better. No, yeah, I, I agree. So how do you get yourself out of that anxious state? You're going to have to be honest with yourself and say, what, what is really triggering all of these thoughts? And again, don't bring in past bullshit into your new relationship. All you're doing is going to create mistakes. So those are my thoughts on that. I like it. I like it. And yeah. What else do you have? Um, well, since we are talking about how you can get yourself to a more secure um, space or attachment style, learn how to create healthy boundaries. Mm, that's a good one. And not just boundaries, because boundaries will start to create like if you start to create just boundaries that are like unrealistic then you'll start becoming that avoidant person but create healthy boundaries for you that are going to work for you and your partner communicate you know can we just get like a little horn or something or every time we say it I know what we should do. We should make it a drinking game for our listeners. Every time we say values and communicate, you guys take a sip. You guys are going to be lit. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I thought you were going to say we need to do that. I'd be like, I'm. No, we'll be slurry by the time we end our podcast episode. Um, so communicate. Communication helps a lot. And again, live by your values understand what those values mean to you and live by that definition and learn how to communicate that to anybody that you have a relationship with, whether it's at work, whether it's with friends, with yourself, with your partner, communicate your values and live by them. I agree. What about you? Well, I always wanna say this, you know, you don't have to label yourself one of these you don't have to do that we don't have to put that label on ourselves but if you think that you are displaying some patterns in your relationships and you need help with those things you know reach out to a relationship coach you know one of us or someone else or a counselor or a therapist or somebody that can help you 
gain the awareness and clarity so that when you go into those next relationships, you'll be more successful and you'll just have the awareness. That's my uh, tip. I completely agree with you. You don't have to put any of these labels on you. You don't. Like we said at the beginning of this episode, these are just hot buzzwords that are floating around the dating scene and people are using them in the wrong context and they're using them to excuse their behavior and their lack of commitment and their lack of communication. So educate yourselves on what these attachment styles are. And like I said, read the book. It is, it gives you a lot of context. It is a big aha moment, just like the love languages. When I read that book, I was like, oh, it makes so much sense. And then you start putting all of these puzzle pieces together. And at the end of it all, they all say to be authentic and communicate. Yep. It comes down to that. So um, I want to hear from our listeners, like what they have experienced with these attachment styles and if they've used them in the wrong way or have been used on them in the wrong way. So I feel like these can be used to like kind of gaslight a situation. These terms, what I've heard a lot from like dating experts is that all of this information is being used by narcissists now to manipulate them like every single situation. And it just has become this thing. So please, please educate yourselves on these trending topics when it comes to like in today's dating world because you will be victim of somebody coming in and saying you are such and such person and I can't be with you or I'm going to take advantage of you yeah don't don't don't, please don't be taken advantage of and don't (laughs) don't just self-diagnose people please don't do that yeah no like I said in the very beginning, just use it for your knowledge. Use it to better yourself, not to try to fix somebody else. You can't fix anybody but yourself. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Those are my final thoughts. I love you. Have. Yes. It's awesome. Thank you. Anything else you want to share? No. Thank you for this amazing topic and your final thought. I enjoyed this episode and we will see you all on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Healing Hearts podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. See you at the next one.